It is Thursday the 14th of September 2017 and this is episode 317 of Digital Outbox. Yes, 317 episodes later, and I'm still here. Ian's still here. Hello, Ian. Uh, good evening, Chris. How are you? Yeah. How are you? Um, just coming up on caffeine. Just <laughs> made myself a nice fresh brewed uh, coffee, and everything's starting nicely. So if, if I make mistakes over language and talk very quickly... <laughs> so, that was the podcast. Uh, <laughs> Apple events have been happening. Yes. It's always a good time of year. We always love this bit. Um always gets a big build up and this year we've we saw a lot of sort of um leak build up and it turns out this year that the leaks were actually pretty much the whole um presentation we saw so there wasn't anything particularly surprising but only because it got leaked um i guess the only bit that didn't get leaked was the boring bit about retail that they did at the beginning <laughs> they're transplanting their their uh, big stores and they're no longer calling them um stores anymore they are town squares ian um yeah what all the guff i mean it's just <laughs> and, I, and, and i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure you know the store executives and those types you know that, that's what they're into but come on and oh, this that's what store executives are into when uh, they're so far beyond making money that they have nothing else to do but think about other things to do no no what i will say some of the stores that they showed that have either opened or about to open were jaw-dropping and quite frankly, the amazing. fact that they're pretty much buying up these old municipal buildings, so they are pretty much are town squares. Yeah. And maybe that's where it all comes from. Uh, uh, they're uh, actually absolutely. this is one company becoming so powerful <laughs> that they can buy your town square up and turn it into a shop. And, and in some ways, I got the point that people already use it as a meeting place because you do get free Wi-Fi and you can, you know, just log on to machines and you can just pop in and there's nobody pressurises you and it's all nice the and nice. The New York Apple and... Store is somewhere to go, right? It's actually a, a yep. tourist destination. Um, absolutely. I, I remember going to London and wanting to visit the big big one in London because it was just like, wow, this is pretty jaw-dropping. You know, it's yeah, like... and I think in most, in most cities or towns, even the smaller ones are still almost touristy places to go. Oh, the Apple Store, we'll go there. Even though you know what's in it, you've done, you've used all the devices that are in it and all those kind of things, you still want to go and see it. Yeah, and one of the things I did announce was they're bringing in creative pros. So this is like mm. the equivalent to the genius, you know, if you've got a tech issue. So if you want to be, you know, if you want to understand, you know, how to record music, how to do some art, you know, you maybe use your iPad, MacBook for something a little bit more creative, then they've got a role at an Apple store that will start to do, you know, demos and encourage you to do things. Um, what, one thing, one thing we did, we did kind of semi-skip. This we did the, skip. This was the first, um, this was the first um, event at the Steve Jobs Theatre, which looked phenomenal. But it was also a really, it was a kind of, what, two, two minute, five minute kind of touching bit at the start, to, you know, tribute to Steve Jobs, probably the right time to do it, you know, because he was, mm -hmm. you know, they've, they've not done too much of that. And actually, you know, fair play to Tim, you got quite emotional. And, and It was a genuinely touching and emotional thing, yeah. only ruined in my head by the fact that I have recently watched all of the Silicon Valley episodes uh, again. <laughs> and oh my God, if it's not just a cliche of itself. Yeah. You know, it's it's yeah, if uh, if you nice. suddenly right, it's one it was it was emotional, right? Yeah. But as soon as you turned it around to just being the head of Hooli, it was like, yeah. oh my no, god. No, and I get that. I couldn't I couldn't watch it without thinking, Oh, get out your own asses. And that's not fair because it genuinely was quite a touching moment for him. Yeah. And 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 I think we've seen that. And the thing is, because some I was talking to someone at work about, you know, I'm going home, I'm going to watch this, and I know it's an advert. I know it's an Apple Apple advert. But I still like it. I'm into technology. Yeah. This is my thing. I love the whole thing. I love all the speculation. You love all mm -hmm. the build up, the analysis afterwards. What did this mean? And um, yeah, I thought it was a. I, I thought that the, the Steve Jobs stuff okay. Retail, bleh. yeah. But they got quickly into product and they went yeah. to Apple Watch first. <clears throat> um, so they, you know, they did a bit of sales and said actually we've had fifty percent growth from last year, um, and it's now the number one watch in the world, which is again. Pretty amazing, considering this thing didn't exist a few years back. It's, uh, they've generated this this niche for themselves, and other people had tried before, but they, you know, 
as it's happened, they just get this immediate penetration. And and my goodness, how many people in that auditorium were all, all wearing Apple Watches? They're all doing it. Uh, unbelievable. Um, but yes, the they talked about OS 4 for watch. Um, we've we've heard about that before, right, though? This is all the, the gym kit stuff and, and various other bits and bobs. Yeah, we heard uh, about everything apart from um, there was even in the betas they've not put this in. Um, so they've, they've added some enhancements to the heart rate up. So you can now actually see heart rate on your watch face, but also it's talking about resting heart rates and recovery heart rates. And they're launching mm, one of their new, um, they're launching one of their new um, kind of, it's only in America at the moment, but you can join a kind of study around um, uh, an Apple Heart study, it's called. And they're using that data. And, they're, and what they're looking to do is if you join that, potentially if they think they're spotting an issue, they will notify you. And they're looking, you know, at mm. working with Stanford and working with the, the drug agents in America to kind of you know, trial this. And that's that's a big step to do. They always, they said from the outset that they were looking to do this kind of um, group, you know, uh, data capture thing. Yeah. Because they were in that position to be able to do it. And I guess the the hardest thing here for them is going to be what are the ramifications of, of delivering this as a service? <laughs> you know, if they're going to widen it out beyond a study and a, a, something you have to opt into, because say if you had an issue and your Apple watch didn't pick up on it, they have to be pretty sure that they're on safe ground with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I mean, a lot of it ties to with health kit that launched as well. So you've seen a few health kit type um, studies on the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and it'll be interesting to see the other thing worth noting. I mean, I've, this watch is now two and a half year old, so I've just got one of the series ones. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm getting new functionality next week. You know, yeah. it's like it's actually yeah. pretty pretty impressive that you know something two and a half years on. A, I'm getting the update for it, and and B, I'll get some I'll get some new stuff. Um, Are you not quite tempted for the? I mean, obviously we we come on now to talk about that new hardware, um, the Series Three watch. Uh, got so little built in so you don't actually need now to have your phone with you which is another great freedom device and means you can talk and phone using your watch using your existing um, phone number you don't need two phone numbers or anything like that Um, as well as power boosts uh, and general processing boosts um, and sort of more optimizations the kind of general things you'd expect Um, does that not tempt you in so, and and certainly, I guess a couple of things before I talk about being tempted in, you know, it's a dual core processor, as you say. So, you know, and I, th- I think just to have the dual core processor, um, a, a new chip for Bluetooth and Wi-Fi, um, but also to have cellular built in and the size didn't change. I think they talked about it was like, was it a tiny little bit in the back or something like that? It was <laughs> they kind of said, thicker. it's exactly the same size, apart from it's very, very slightly bigger. Yeah. <laughs> is what um, they actually said. But, but I think from a, an engineering <laughs> perspective, it was like, that's damn impressive. That Yeah, very much so. Um, to cram all that, all, all those all those aerials and stuff to cram it in. Yeah. yeah very impressive. And and the fact that you could, it's going to come with, Apple, you know, not, it doesn't come with, Apple, but if you're an Apple Music subscriber, you can, you know, you know so if you're a runner, Put, yep. put, put that watch on a um, couple of earpods and you're good to go as track. i said however many million songs on your wrist for, for, you know, 40 a, million songs yeah it's, a, it's quite a sales pitch and the fact you can get that data and i'm guessing it's all part of your standard cellular package so um, so just on that it's in the uk it's ee only so mm-hmm. so it's not across all the providers and um, it's five pound a month extra but there's no details yet released on um what the I, I, I'm assuming it'll be five pound a month extra, and it'll still be your your current data cap. You'll just split that between your watch and and phone. Maybe yeah. Uh, we've seen stuff like that before, like with the the old style of you know when you could uh, tether your phone and when yeah. you couldn't, uh, yeah. and they put all those artificial restrictions, which they've kind of faded over time, so it doesn't really exist so much anymore. Um, yeah, I you know I thought it I thought it was a this is kind of the first. You know, I, the first iteration of the the watch where I thought actually yes, because I don't, you know, I don't have an iPhone. I guess that's the big problem. And even now, that you'd still need the iPhone, so you need to be in that empire. Yes, mm. no, definitely. I, but I, I guess so. So your original question: Are you tempted? And there was a little bit of me tempted, but um, due to one reason or another, I'm not running at the moment. You know, so mm-hmm. I couldn't. I couldn't. I, I'll go out for walks. You know, I'm doing a lot of walking at the moment, but I just can't run. And um, and generally when I'm walking, it's a mixture of podcasts and and an audio uh, as an audio music, sorry. Um and the watch isn't great for podcasts. Um so 
I think because of that, I'm not running. Then I know to see if I was running. I, this would be tomorrow morning. I'd be an insta buy. Just, so not so not an insta buy, but it would still come up on your radar if absolutely you know, if if you do start running again or whatever. I just I, so so if I do do get through the kind of little couple of little health issues that I've got, and I was out running, I do want to kind of push it a bit, but I'm kind of gently bently because <laughs> I've I've tried it a couple of times and I just become a mess yeah. for four yeah. or five weeks afterwards. So um, maybe. Maybe next week rather than tomorrow. Yeah. So, uh, but I, but, I just, but I also think this is what they probably, you know, this this is this is what they had in their minds two and a half years ago or three exactly. years ago when they launched yeah. it. This is yeah. where they wanted to get to. And indeed, there's a so what, one of the differences: the cellular um, series threes all have a red dot on their crown. And it was a photo of Tim Cook from I think it was March or April 2015, mm-hmm. and he was wearing a, an Apple Watch with a red dot, and people were yeah. like, "Oh, he must have a special edition." Mm-hmm. He was bloody well wearing the cellular one, because that, mm-hmm. but that's and, and, and but the battery life may have only been you know two exactly. or three hours, you know, and it's it's a bit like the iPhone, and it wasn't until the iPhone two or three that it really became the thing it was supposed to be. The same with you know, same with the, the watch. It takes that little long to yeah iterate through. And what we've not touched on as well, pricing. So four two nine in the UK for the cellular edition. If you just want a regular edition, it's three five nine. Um, so it's still it's a, it's a fair investment. So four hundred and twenty nine pounds with cellular. Yeah. Even though it's only four hundred dollars with cellular. Uh, I think that's a starting price because they come uh, in okay. two sizes. There's a thirty eight. Oh. So if I let me just change that. Yeah. yeah. So what so what's happened this year is um, I think if you go back three four years, there was always a you know it was like just say it's a hundred dollars and it was maybe like you know ninety pounds. Mm-hmm. And then it crept up to be now we matched them one to one, and then it went above. So some of the iPads were higher. So it was like a thousand dollars, and it was eleven hundred pounds. So we're now seeing that just regularly. Yeah. But it's now just one for one. And um, so mm-hmm. in the article, you'll see some dollar prices just swapped the pound sign. So yeah. it's if you go for the thirty-eight, it's uh, and cellular, it's three nine nine, and that's why that's why they're saying it starts with three nine nine dollars. Um, but if you go but for you skipped over that because why would anyone ever buy such a puny one? It's because I'm a man. <laughs> the, um... <laughs> yes. I, and I guess the other thing, they've dropped the price of, so they've ditched the Series 2, which came out last year. Yes. And so you've now got Series 1 for 249. I guess they're just chasing the price and saying, how cheap can we get this? Mm. And and between yep. Series 1 and 2, Chuck picked up Series 2. I mean, it was, it was basically a faster processor and that was it. Mm-hmm. Slightly better battery, but that was it. Probably, it was... like you say, for the, they might as well just keep the go for the cheap model, have the one that's that's fully fledged, and don't bother with the production line that puts a slightly faster chip in. There's no point. Yeah. So if you do want to buy one, I'm sure there will be lots of people because there seems to be lots of people, and that that seems to be the one to go for now. That's a great model. Um, pre-order tomorrow out next Friday. They then went on to talk about Apple TV. Um, 4K is the big headline on that, and HDR, uh, the HDR10 um, definitions. <laughs> yeah, it, basically, you can buy HD movies now from iTunes at the same price as HD. You get uh, Netflix, Amazon Prime will come later. Can I just, a and- little correction, because you said you can buy HD as the same price as HD. You can buy 4K. Same price as HD. Sorry, yeah, for, uh, proper HD is <laughs> old <laughs> HD. New HD is the same price as old HD. Yeah. Uh, and they've obviously updated all the interfaces to accept uh, 4K. Uh, so it all looks nice and crisp and all that kind of stuff. And obviously games and all that are, are now available um, <clears throat> to be, I guess, output in 4K, no matter if, even if they're not native 4K. I'm probably talking rubbish on that one. But no, 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 just spot on. A um, couple of little tidbits. Um, I thought it was. I thought well played, Apple, for that. See to turn around and say if you've already bought hundred movies in HD, um, you're going to get them in 4K and you don't need to pay anything. I was like, that is the first mm-hmm. time I've heard that because when yeah. I had DVDs, they I had to buy Blu-rays. See it as a resale opportunity, right? Yeah. When I bought DVDs, I had to buy Blu-rays. When I bought Blu-rays, I had to buy. I know you had to buy 4K Blu-rays, and it's almost like they're trying to say, see if you bought the film, just have it in whatever format is current. And I don't know if that will go that way whether, yeah they've obviously got that signed through and whether they'll be able to maintain that who knows but it does make a lot of sense that you're buying a license a bit like netflix you yeah yeah you, yeah. Know, you pay for a service and if, yeah so i thought i thought fair play in that the rest of it i thought was crud um oh, it's only, no, only as crud as it's I'm, I'm being ever harsh. been i'm being harsh yeah, you know harsh. if i bought this tomorrow all i would get is 4k screensavers and and yes they are fantastic <laughs> screensavers 
but I would get nothing that I've not, you know, there's nothing extra in this. Apparently the TV app is coming to the UK by the end of the year. Yep, and the screenshot they put up of the, of the channels that support it here, Channel 5. Is that... <laughs> wow, they might get some viewers. Uh, yeah, and I guess that's the trouble with it. So they've, they've, I think they've stood up a good service with the, with the TV app. They're obviously wanting all the other, you know, all the other providers of content to play along so you can just go into TV app and go and see everything and most are saying no nah, I'm not that if you want to watch Netflix you're going to launch my Netflix app Amazon if yeah. you want to watch Amazon you're going to launch my Amazon app which is kind of how it ended up being with um, you know with the phone and all that all the different apps it wasn't as part of an integrated service so. yeah uh, they talk about live sports I'd, uh, I'd, I'd yeah. that might be in America I can't see much here to be honest I they did say there's... that there was going to be some you know Again, rolling out of that. They talked the, the game they showed. Um, was it Sky, Sky or something? Yeah. So this oh. is a this is a team that, that did Journey. So I guess it's mm. a so I I, I so the the, um, the the company name is that game company. So so well renowned, you know, fantastic reputation. And oh my god, if the opening of the Apple conference wasn't saccharine enough, this thing <laughs> <laughs> is basically. Light versus dark, and it was just all the kind of oh, this beautiful. I don't know. It just it made me puke, literally puke. I was I was quite content with it until they said you can even play it with the 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 Apple remote. It's like no. It looked it looked very pretty as a game, but the whole concept behind it was was very much that raw drugs and bad. Okay, it's just that total like oh my god, what world do you live in? Yes, and and, and the other strange bit. So they brought um like um. Oh, a Nintendo guy last year, and I can't remember his name, which is embarrassing. And you know, and this year they've brought obviously a, a, a massive game company, and it looks like they've got a timed exclusive on it. Every so often they seem to dip their toe into, you know, we can do games, we can do games. And the, I mean, the chip that's on this now is the same chip. So it's an A10X. This is the same chip that's on the iPad Pros. Mm. So the power of it is is, yes, is huge. They've got- so. But I just it has to be to, to do 4K by default, really. Yeah, I, I, but I still go back to see if they're serious about an Apple TV being a, some sort of under-the-TV games console. You need you should have bundled a controller with it. Mm. It's no, there's no point asking third parties. It needs to be in the box so that you can code against it. It's just, it's just not going to work. Um, it, what, so what we're looking at, it's two sizes, 32 gig, 64 gig, 180 quid or 200 quid. Um, again, pre-order tomorrow, ships next week. At one other point, it yeah. finally comes with a gigabit Ethernet port. And I know people will be like, <laughs> surely use wireless. No, I like wires. No, I, I, I much prefer wired. And the cost difference between gigabit and normal is pennies. must be absolutely minuscule. So why wouldn't you do it? But there you go. And sadly, they, they have now done that it. is the thing that would probably tip me over to buying it. 200 quid just to get gigabit Ethernet. And I'm, I'm not going to do it. It's, I might I might do Not it like near, near Christmas or something. I yeah. might be like, so I'll just buy one. But no, no. Depends if you've got any money left after that. Right, iPhone 8, <laughs> um, which I'm sure that you are not interested in. Um, basically, iPhone 8 looks like the iPhone 7. They told us how it changed slightly. Basically, glass front and back now. Um, a, a new gold color or something. Um, that was, But basically, it looks exactly the same. Um They've done they've done a few extra bits and bobs. What have they done? True Tone was one of the ones, so it adapts based on the ambient light temperatures. So Which is on screen. the iPad, and it is very nice. So it's that's that's actually a nice addition. The speakers, twenty five percent louder stereo speakers. So uh, always moving on. I mean, that's that is traditionally the thing that obviously phones are the weakest at. Um, mm. So any movement in there is you know they move the the phone uh, the camera on so much they move the screen on so much, but speakers have always lagged behind. So anything they can do on that. A11 Bionic is their new chip that they've whacked in this thing. Pretty impressive stats. They've got six cores, 64-bit. They've got four of those cores are high efficiency and two of them are high performance. So they can do various balancing acts. And it's, again, it's, The scary bit is there's some weak tests come out and they look like equivalent almost to MacBook Pro type scores. It's, I mean, I don't know. The, the wizardry that goes into these things is phenomenal. It, it, it is unbelievable. We live in an... <clears throat> for all that we bemoan the fact that you know oh there's not much of an update it's, <laughs> when it's you huge. actually get into what's involved it's yeah it's unbelievable yeah it's, it is it's huge just, it really is and you take it for uh, granted now you take, 100%, it, take 100%. it for granted and the gpu is 30 percent faster than the a10 so again you're just getting those immediate bumps um and we just expect them nowadays um yeah um 
I was so, super impressed by the hardware. I have to say, the camera's been bumped up. Um, Twelve yep. megapixel sensor now, um, quicker in all those kind of nice places. It's got the two cameras, so you've got the telephoto two point eight f stop yeah, so that, and the, yeah, the that's wide angles. Yeah, one point eight. Yeah, that's an eight plus. Um, so ah, again, sorry, yeah, yeah. Uh, but again, I, I, everybody who had an eight plus, you know, picture wise, phenomenal. You had all that, um, the kind of pseudo. Um, it allows you to background. do the portrait sign with Booker yes. behind the background, all that kind of stuff. And there's some new stuff where it kind of lets you do um, portrait lighting, and it does all this, you know, depth sense and reworks lighting, and you can reapply different lightings later on. And it looked phenomenal. It was like, wow. That's <laughs> yeah, they kind of they they stuff. big they big that one up in you know they did two sections in the thing about that and sort of the live version of it and the the old version. And yeah, and it can yeah, just theoretically detects your face and angles and therefore can apply its own lighting in real time it's they're saying it's not a filter it's actually real time and they can do things like remove background so it's, again looked clever um i'm sure we'll see a lot of people doing portrait shots <laughs> um can shoot 4k 60 frames a second can do slow-mo uh, for 1080p at 240 frames per second so that, is that double uh, I think last time it might have just been 720p or it was it's either 1080p at 120 or it was 720p at 240. Can't remember so, which way around it so was. So they've now bumped it. Anyway, it's 240, so yeah. we'll have even more slow-mo films. They're, they're very, I have to say, of all the kind of gimmicks almost that phones now do, watching slow-mo footage is great. I love it. it, it, I love it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, What else have we got? So AR. So this was a, mm. they talked about AR kit, you know, back in the day, back in WWDC. And um, I guess that this is about everyone expecting there'll be some sort of AR, you know, bit of this. They're saying the iPhone 8 is the first smartphone designed for AR. The calibrators are, and they mentioned this a few times, cameras are calibrated in the factory for AR. Um, and there's gyroscopes and sensors. Um, all the all the CPU, GPU has all been tuned um, for AR as Your well. Your phone always knows exactly where it exists in space and time it's amazing yep they, they showed three quick demos and the two that really jumped out was sky guide so so previously you used to hold your you could hold your your, your cam your phone up and it would and it was kind of matched to show you where the constellations were in the stars well this time it's it's actually shown you in the sky proper you know it was like that it is, physically overlays it into yeah the sky. that is really nice and also they showed um, mlb at bats so baseball huge around the world particularly in america and nowhere else and um <laughs> uh, but the app's always been really good so if you if you subscribe to them will be a, a bad app it you know, gives you all the different you know you can watch all the games get all the stats and what you can do now is if you've if you if you're at an actual game you can hold your camera up and not put the stats of each of the players over the over each of the yeah, you can click a little player team. and look at what that player and again is it was like that is really clever and then you had a <clears throat> i don't know about you they had, they had this game demo called the machines and they were saying it was phenomenal but it just looked like it just looked like a kind of VR type game, but they're trying to say it was AR. It was a bit weird. Well, it was because it was all, you know, he was basically pointing his camera at a table. I'm sure if the physical experience of holding the phone and looking through the phone and seeing this world in front of you has a bit more of a kind of engrossing effect. But as a demo, you know, it it was impressive, fidel- you know, the fidelity of what they were showing on screen. It looked impressive, the detail in the models. It looked like they could move a lot of polygons in 3D and have the phone actually render that on its screen. I just, I because I, I haven't tried it, I'm a, I have to keep an open mind on it. And is it really going to be this amazing thing? Or is it actually just going to be a, annoying to have to keep holding your phone up to see this overlay? I don't know yet. I answer. think I think I think for some short experiences it'll be good, but I can't see. Yeah, any holding like... your arms like that for a long period of time, having to walk around the table and stuff—it doesn't yeah. sound like an immediate gaming thing. But no. I'm sure someone, at, a bit like we said before, there's going to be a lot of interest in trying to produce that nugget, the one that everyone wants to use. And, and I'm sure like we'll see it next rush. week. We'll see it next week because iOS 11 comes out uh, next Wednesday. So everything and, people have been working on will suddenly get... Yeah, so people are submitting to the, the iTunes, so the App Store now, and I'm sure we're going to see lots of featured AR content. I think, yeah, there'll be an immediate try. They're, you know, they're desperately going to try and do something. But it, I think it might take the second generation before we actually get anything worthwhile. We're going to have the equivalent of the Fart app, right? You know, but just in AR terms. Yeah. Uh, one, so one thing I did learn from this from the, from the Apple um, keynote, um, the wireless standard and how to pronounce it. Chi. Which one? Chi. 
So if I see like the chi standard. So if I seen <laughs> QI written down, I'd be trying to be like, is it Kai? Is it QI? Is it but it's chi? It's like Huawei. Yeah. <laughs> Huawei. So so and one of the one of the few times that Apple have done this, they're actually supporting a a, a global um standard for wireless charging. So yes. uh, So actually therefore you can put it on a charging mat and off you'll go. Not oh, this isn't Apple. Yeah. <laughs> And, 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 and I think I think that's just the fact they've probably come late to the party, um, and and a bit of common sense that says, yeah, we'll just support oh, don't, this. Don't don't you don't give them too much credit. About two, I reckon, six months later, the, the next keynote we're going to have, but you can have our super deluxe mats that charge much much quicker than this standard standard. Well, and then about three times we're going to say, oh, actually, we only support our own standard now. Well, you say that. So they showed some third-party charging mats during the iPhone 8 demo. But during the later part of the demo, they showed their own They did show their own mat, yes. With a, a special feature that they've submitted <laughs> to the standards body because nobody else does this. <laughs> okay, there you go. But if when the standards body go, no, we're not doing it, they'll go, well, we've produced our own and now we're going to two-band and then we'll have... Oh, we just don't. like the, No more phone... No more earphone jack. So um, <clears throat> pricing, we're now up at um, we're now up at so it's coming two models, eight, eight and eight plus, sixty four gig and two five six. So they've kind of upped it from the thirty two. It used to be, I think it used to be thirty two, one two eight, and two five six. So they've kind of narrowed the models down. You get two choices. Um, so it's either seven hundred pound or eight hundred pounds. We didn't say that this is the first OLED screen. Is that right? Um, that's phone? that's that's because it's iPhone X gets the OLED. Ah, we'll, we'll come okay. to that next. Well, you've got the title in the wrong place. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <clears throat> sorry. So let's go on and talk about yeah, because again, even <laughs> if it was a secret for everyone else, it was yeah. Whatever. Sorry, I, I have bolded the wrong section. I have now fixed Thank that bolding. Um, yes. So pre-order start tomorrow, um, and yeah, out next week. I, I so, actually, design-wise, I thought it was nice, but to me, it was a seven S. Uh, yeah, and I think I think that's exactly what it's always going to be. Again, we undermine how much the power jumps and the increased efficiencies and all those kind of things are. Whereas internally to Apple, they're massive engineering efforts. Just that we don't care. <laughs> iPhone <laughs> X was there one more thing? iPhone uh, ten. If yeah, Henry, okay. If Henry was here, they would chastise you my... for that. Yeah, so iPhone ten. <clears throat> uh, I don't. I genuinely don't know why they didn't just do iPhone ten as their next device. Why they've announced these two things? They cannibalize each other, I guess, because they're thinking. Uh, we'll come on to the price at the end, I guess. But it, this is not a cheap device, and maybe they're thinking we can't just have this as our headline device. But maybe uh, iPhone seven S and iPhone ten would have been the for me the better. Uh, yeah, and, and and I think as well the, I think the fact that all the rumours seem to point to supply chain and they couldn't get mm -hmm. enough, they can't make enough to actually supply it. Yeah, and that's why. So not only are the components a bit more pricey, but you know it's a more desirable product. We push it higher, and it just limits down the the desire. All right, rather than go on and analyse it first, let's talk about it. So it's got glass front and back like the eight, um, but it's got surgical grade stainless steel band around the sides. And again, it all looked very pretty. Yep. Good, good. Uh, all the kind of standard stuff. When I say standard, the water and dust resistant in the same way the eight is. Massive high resolution screen, so the highest p p um, points per inch um, or pixels per inch of anything. Um yeah, OLED screen, as previously advertised. <laughs> uh, the first one that they've decided, Apple have decided is now up to the technology is up to their color matching standards, uh, even though everyone else has loved OLED for ages. Yes. Um, but they, you know, they had to sell it somehow. So they got HDR on board, um, million to one contrast ratio, 3D touch across the whole screen, true tone. So it's adapting. Um, big big thing for is the screen goes pretty much edge to edge yeah. uh, and top to bottom with a slight indent where they've got some cameras and sensors which we'll talk about at the top um, but there's no home button so it does go all the way to the base of the screen uh and it go you know it's even got little rounded corners where it follows it tracks around the edge of the uh, the edge of the device uh pretty and i'm sure actually in the flesh it looks even better uh, yeah, yeah, it's one of those things. I guess we'll, we'll we'll all be waiting. You know, six weeks away, so we'll all be waiting to to kind of try it in the hand. It looked, it did look very desirable. But I think any, and it's the same way as the Samsung phones look really desirable, and the LG phones look really desirable. This this push this year onto 
you know, you know, having no, um, it's not borders, but no. Yeah, they, they call it. Bo- yeah, they they've said sort of you know borderless, but you know there is still a border there. So it's, okay, it's small. It's, but it's, it's just small, and I think yeah. the fact so the iPhone, but it, but if I you know if I hold up, so fair enough, but the skin off, but it's had two big chins, you know, and it's always had yes. that two big yeah. chin look. You know, once you've done that, it's two big chins. And taking that away is going to make a big difference. Yeah, and, and the home button has been, I mean, that has been the default mechanism to navigate around for 10 years. So mm-hmm. to lose the home button is also a big step as well. It certainly is. Um, I was I was a bit surprised we didn't see them going over the edge and, you know, doing the curved edges, even if it was not a touchable part of the screen, just to get yeah. that invisible look. I, I don't know. like, I, I have tried the, the Galaxy Edge. I, I do not like. But if it wasn't a touchable part of the screen. You liked the Edge, I just uh, remember. I like the look of it. Yeah. I don't, I've never used one in, in anger, so I don't know what it actually feels like to use. It was but... just, like, just, as I said, it was always like soap to me. Yes, it's all just, slippy. So maybe just, maybe these are those are the kind of decisions they they yeah, try those things yeah. and decide they're not. But and I, think, I was just surprised it wasn't a little bit more radical, you know, or try, you know, making that such a small margin that it's just unbelievable, whereas it's still believable to me. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not any better than any other ones. You know, it's, it's not like it is by far. Because there was a time, wasn't there, that when the iPhone came out, you were like, yeah, that's that's the kind of best looking, best designed mm-hmm. phone. And I think it's been uh, three years, maybe four years, that you could argue, actually, I can go and get a better looking phone or something that's got OLED. You know, so it looks, the scheme looks better. I still I still like the industrial design of the 5, basically. Was it the 5 that was kind of not square edged, but it was much more blocky? Yeah, it was more blocky, but I think this might be similar. And see that because was it not the five that did metal edge round it all, and mm, it was glass okay. front and back. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going back to that. And obviously, the, the glass at the back is wireless charging, um, and they, and they made a massive investment into is it Corning glass. So they're saying this is the glass they're using, and these are the the best I've had so far for being scratch and a bit more shatterproof. It'll still smash when you drop it. It, it will. <laughs> um, so so Apple Care is an insta buy, I think, for, for for one of these. Yeah. So the home button lack of home button means that you now sort of swipe up from the bottom of the screen with your thumb, and you can do the multitasking gesture by uh, sort of swipe and pause. So you just sort of drag up and stop. We see drag up from Google with their assistant things like that. So it's not that unusual a gesture and. It doesn't seem like you're going to miss it. They did say that they'd moved some of the actions of the home button to the side buttons, which, again, that kind of changes what they always used to, You know, the buttons used to have their defined uses and nothing else. Uh, now they're kind of using the side buttons for other things. So, um, and, and there was lots of WebOS-type things that they've, they've now borrowed. So Palm and their WebOS, they, they, they kind of nailed a lot of the kind of future navigation, you know, so that... Yeah. You know, even just, you know, if you swipe along the bottom now, you just multitask. So rather than getting to somewhere to multitask, you just swipe. You know, so yep. it's, it, there's some interactions. And I'm sure it's one of these things that will feel alien for probably a day or two, and then you'll be done. That'll be it's good. less intuitive. Um, like we keep saying, each time they move things further and further away from just being a physical button, it means that actually a, a five-year-old couldn't necessarily now understand what they need to do. I'm sure they could be shown, but it's... Or it, even somebody more more elderly. I do. Mm. I, I, don't, I looked at it and thought... Yeah. What the hell with my mum? Yeah, how do you then describe what's going on? It, no, you know, we should needs get all the gestures. Yeah. Would it would it yeah. make sense? And and maybe it maybe it's one of these things. Of course, it will. We just need a bit of patience. Sure, but I think you'd still need to be shown it. It's not one of those things you'd naturally think to do. No. Like with a button, you naturally press it, and you could go into an app and then press the button to go back. But now you've got to take that extra step. Um, obviously, without the home button as well, Touch ID is a thing of the past. So they came up with Face ID. Um, this is technology again in, in that little inset that's kind of missing out the screen at the top. They've got lots of sensors in there, including depth sensors, uh, infrared cameras, uh, and various other. I think they've got a point sensor so that it can spray out millions of points and, and look at your face. And basically, the whole point of this is that you can now unlock your phone by just looking at it. Uh, and they've put some safeguards in there um, around uh, making sure you you actually paying attention to your phone so someone can't just point it at your face and unlock it you have to be physically paying attention and they reckon they've solved all the spoofing that you can get with maybe a picture and even going as far as uh, model making so they can they've made physical 3d models of people's faces and they they reckon they're they can't be spoofed or at least they they reckon it's now harder to spoof face uh, id than it was to spoof uh, touch id yeah, they put up a stat, which was uh, with Touch ID, you had a 1 in 50,000 chance a random user could unlock your phone. 
Um, but with Which I don't ID, think they advertised heavily before. No, because I, <laughs> because I would have thought, hold on, are you are you telling me there's like, you know, there, there, there's like twelve people in Glasgow right now that can unlock my phone? Yeah. Uh, and I know the chances are slim of yeah. you know that, sure. but but it's still not something that was ever advertised. But now no. that they're moving on. Um, and I'm waiting for somebody to say, "Do you want to buy an iPhone 8, which is which is really insecure?" <laughs> <laughs> but the but they're saying it's one in a million with Face ID, and I also liked in the video that they had there's a, a, a kind of like faceless men Game of Thrones type reference. I'm sure with just the faces on the wall type thing and yes. this little, and yeah. also just the way that that it was that Phil Schiller was standing up at the, in front of the big video behind him on the stage. It was <laughs> it was just very. Hmm, did you really mean that? And I think they did actually. Uh, really, really think they did. His initial demo didn't go so well. It failed, um, and it showed that once you get, if it doesn't recognise your face, it does just go to pin. So that's well, not so. So what had happened? They've actually had to come out and explain to people what happened. Huh? It, it didn't feel to recognise his face. What he hadn't done was he hadn't. No, how it, you don't use an iPhone. So you switch off your iPhone at the moment. I put it down and I put it back up again. I can't unlock it with my thumbprint. I need to put in my pin. Right. Okay. So that's... And what had happened was. People were prepping for the demo, not realizing when you, so when you pick up, so see, we, so I buy an iPhone X. Oh, I said iPhone 10. You pick, because in my head, it's X, but you pick up an iPhone 10, see if you looked at it, and then, you know, Paul looks at it, and Brian looks at it, and Shaq looks at it. After a few goes, it says, somebody's trying to unlock this. I'm, I, you need, you need to use your pin now. Yes. So it's gone into that mode. And I guess he, whether he realized that or whether he thought it's not working, next one. And thankfully, the next one worked because I think if that hadn't worked, that would have been <laughs> it would have been very embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I mean, I fully understand. Anyway, it it was just it was a little hiccup which we still we're not looked used like to seeing. No, it still looks like a total fail. You're like, and it, and also it does show that it goes just goes back to pin, which is actually considered to be not that safe. So if if someone wanted to get into your phone, well, they could fail it a couple of times on their face. It could come up with a pin, and then you can unlock it. So, but that's the same with Touch ID, right? Now. Sure, it's exactly the same. But I just one day that. When they reckon the technology is there, they will remove that because pin numbers theoretically are much easier to for people to for you to guess someone because they use their pins everywhere. Yep. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's how you unlock it. Um, An emoji was another one because I guess now that they've got this technology which can scan your face and check depth and follow expression, etc. Uh, An emojis are emojis which you can animate just by talking, so you can send messages with you as a fox or a pig um to your friends via and a, a message and a poo i, I love well. I, I loved it they call it an emojis but they had the poo there um <laughs> I, I, to, to, to be honest that, that looked a lot of fun and I, I think the way he demoed it you know clucking like a chicken and it was animating perfectly and you can send it on i thought you know what people are going to look at that and go yeah i'll buy that and it was interesting they also showed whatsapp in that same demo um and showed a very advanced whatsapp kind snapchat. of snapchat so was it Snapchat? Snapchat. So yes, yeah, Sna- I meant yeah. Snapchat. Yeah, damn it. Yeah, my uh, I forget my apps wrong. Yeah, so Snapchat and how the tracking was advanced. Was... So it shows that people are going to be hooked into it. And I wonder whether they needed to placate someone like a Snapchat to bring all these technologies in and just say, look, you you can enjoy them as well. Yeah, I'm um, not I'm not sure because there's such a there's such a kind of fight on with all those kind of face filters now. You know, just mm-hmm. with you know, so Snapchat started it and then Facebook copied it and Instagram's got it and. And it just seems oh, to be to honest, total web camera software from you know oh, five six years ago yeah. used to do that. My, I, remember, I remember hangouts. Remember we just yeah, used yeah. to do it exactly. So it's not not brand new to to do it to the extent that they did it was was brand new. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And, I, and I think it's a way that you and can the see a, you can see the from the demo on Tuesday. It was like a next level. It was just yeah, like 100%. you are mapped properly. What I'm what I'm interested to know is did they do FaceTime and then sorry Face ID and then think. How can we use this to do an emojis? Or did they start with the an emojis and then think, actually, this would be really good for identifying people's faces? Well, it's 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 a, it, it's a really good point because there's lots of rumours that the reason the reason this is a month late because I'm sure that I'd love to have launched this on on Friday. I'm sure that I'd love to have said they're all out, you know, the same day. Um, and there's rumours that two three months ago they couldn't get the yields of Touch ID working under the glass because mm. and they had to scrap that. 
and they've fell back on face ID. But the face ID looked really complete. So it, it feels a bit of a bogus rumour, but there was... Yeah, I, mean, I, I think it might hard. take more, to, especially as face ID will be the thing that they have to convince banks and money organisations, in fact, they've said they have already, mm. that this is as secure as the, the, the touch ID. Because obviously they're the people that take the risk on the money being transferred around. So, um, yeah, I'm sure I'm sure that's a not totally true but no. maybe they were trying to go for one thing and they ended up thinking yeah, right because there's no way in two it. months they would have been able to like, like flip the switch so. focus on face id and not be not be confident in it no. yeah there's, it just doesn't 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 ring true so it comes with two hours more battery life they're saying all these things cost more battery so they've actually increased the battery uh does that does the charging um and does you know just pretty special stuff What's what's the headline figures as far as when when can we get this and how much it's going to cost us? So um, pre-orders are October twenty second, you know, so six weeks away, and it ships November third. Starting price for a sixty four gig is nine nine nine, so fairly hefty price. And and but reality, I think for a lot of people, you're probably going to plump for the two five six, especially with the two cameras on it that does all the great, you know, it does all the telephoto and all the video recording. Mm. So two five six, you're looking at. Eleven four nine. Uh it's oh, it's sad. <laughs> we used to say that like five hundred pounds for a phone was a ridiculous amount of money. And it's and now we're up to twelve hundred quid no, for a phone. There's no getting away from it. And as as I said, so I it's, 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 it just depends how the next few weeks goes money wise, but um, I, I genuinely can't see you not getting this. I, I, so I wouldn't go for an eight. You know, the eights, Exactly. The, and the eight, and this, that was my enough. exact point. Why yeah. why did they I, I don't get it, but there you go. And and it's, it's and it's and I don't know if it's just back to there's lots of and again I've been trying to canvas opinions of the more normals in the office and a couple of them are like well my deal's up and there's no way I would pay for the iPhone 10 so I'm happy to go for an eight yeah okay I'm, and then you've I'm got sure you've Mark got like myself Shaq people like you you as well you're like they've just stood there and said this is the best you can get and this is the future of smartphones why would I not want that even though but, it's more money. But- yeah, and, and maybe that's it. It's just it just puts it out of the reach of of someone. Then maybe I, th- I think what it does do for me is it it, it does force me into it's an every two year purchase now because mm. I've I've done things like most most years I've upgraded and there's there's, there's one or two years I've taken a year off just because it doesn't look much of an upgrade. But this is the I think this would be the you no know, get this. I would get Apple Care Plus, which is another two hundred pound. I'd probably try and go caseless because it looks fantastic, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, that would that would be a, it's an every two year purchase. Yeah, you know, I think this will be tough to buy. I think the demand for this is going to be huge, and I think and the probably they're going to have limited. to be getting up to speed with, like, say, component suppliers and things like that. Who knows what's involved um, in the background? But yeah, you might be right. Um. Okay, that was kind of the end of the Apple announce um, from the event. Uh, I enjoyed the event more than I have others recently. Um, I felt like a bit more going on, felt a bit more dynamic. Um, and, and do you know what I liked? They didn't rehash mm-hmm. WWDC, which they've done before. No, they they had bullet points of occasionally showing you to remind you, but they didn't go. They no. didn't go and do a full another demo again. No, yeah. there was one. There was one year I remember they did WWDC and they did the exact same yeah. thing again. It felt like filler, right? Because oh, they didn't really have anything else yeah. to announce. Yeah. You know, because all we've got is the iPhone, so we need to do forty minutes on i on iOS, yeah. and then forty fifty minutes on on you know, and then we'll bring it up some sort of music you know presentation at the end, you know, so we'll get Sia to sing. And um, this felt like we've got lots to say. But it, but it didn't drag too much, and it was pretty no, focused. It was it was fast paced enough, and I quite like the call they did in the middle of the lake with the lady with her new. That boy was ice, her, you really know, good. I, I watch. It's good. And Joe, you know I thought it was good. Not only because it was a great tech demo, you know, because this was the you know making the watch, and she's not mic'd up. It was just the fact she was like, I'm just trying not to fall over. She was, she was just. <laughs> I'm I'm just being honest with you. I don't want to make a tip of myself on you know in front of millions of people. And it was, How, um, however staged it all was, you could, as care. long as they, you know, as long as it doesn't turn out they were lying about not being mic'd up and all that, it was pretty impressive that she was just stood there with a paddle and a talking in the middle. Of you'd, the... you'd like to think they weren't mic'd up after making a big thing about we all were not mic'd up, but yeah, you're right. Let's be cynical. Um, so no, I, I, and I guess the other bits in my head is that you now are we going to see another? Are we going to because the HomePod, uh, we've got the HomePod so to come. Uh, yeah, more coffee, folks. He's, he's and more coffee. He's, 
He's, he's either going to I'm be, sweating a little bit now. He's either going to be hyper over the next half hour or see if we play Destiny later on. He's I might going, just pass out. He's going to have reactions of a two-year-old. The, um, <laughs> but, but the HomePod's still coming this year. And we've also got the the um, Super Duper iMac. Yes. So the iMac Pro. Um, yeah. So so I do wonder if they'll sneak in a little half hour, not a half hour, but an hour long, you know, let's focus on these two products. I think they, I think they will, uh, I, because they're big releases for them that have been demanded and they've kind of neglected for a while. So, and, and you know it. what? They've got their own theatre now, so they can do what the hell they like. <laughs> Although that theatre would look a bit silly with only like a smaller audience in it. It was quite vast, really. Oh, the, the place looks huge. That park looks amazing. That yes, is, that is. They, they spent a good five minutes at the beginning of the, the kind of whole stream, just showing you the entrance foyer, which again is pretty impressive. But for it's pretty much full of nothing. Uh, and okay, architecturally, I'm sure it's very stunning how the roof looked like it was floating over a glass dome. But they did they did lord it up a little bit. Yeah, a bit, little bit. Uh, right. What else? They they we've this week they have taken away the app store from iTunes at last. So iTunes is now back to actually being a music piece of music software and maybe it can shrink down to being a music piece of music software rather yeah. than the bloated nonsense that it got to I, I'd, I'd still think back to Jobs saying we'll put the best but you know the best software in the world in Windows when they first launched it in Windows <laughs> and maybe, maybe and I know that was tongue in cheek but the, it is a piece of crap and um, it was it it was trying to do everything and it yeah. was probably necessary at the time. It made sense at the time because it was all about music when you had your iPod, but then iPod moved into something very different. So well, I, you know, all the I stuff moved very different directions. So they kept on cramming it in there until it kind of broke. And, um, and, and I think more and more people have moved to, you know, just backing up over, you know, over the cloud. You know, iTunes breaking and not working was one of the things that moved me away from Apple. Is the It was during their clamp down phase where they wouldn't allow you to do anything else with their phone it had to be via all their kind of services and software and they were getting a bit arsy and then suddenly all my stuff which i'd moved into the cloud just suddenly disappeared uh, and I, I couldn't get it back and there was no obvious way of getting it back other than having to maybe re-download re it or it effectively took away my music collection which i've been taking ages ripping and it was like oh and you fine. just think well you know, you know once, once that trust is gone you know, it's, it's, and that's why I moved to Android and I've not been back since, although I've been tempted a few times, I haven't actually made that jump back. So they lost me as a customer. No, that's a, that's an interesting question I didn't ask you. Is there anything that you saw that you would think, ooh, that might tempt me back? Not really. Okay. Not in a not in a <laughs> not in a uh, dismissive, dismissive way. I did, it for for an Apple product it's changed quite a lot. But actually when you actually look at the, <laughs> on the face of it, there's not much more that I'm going to be able to do with that phone. Okay, no. I can unlock it with no. my face rather than with my thumb. Uh, okay, it hasn't got a home button. I have to swipe, and I kind of do that anyway. So really, as far as the infrastructure goes, there's nothing changing that radically. There's nothing that I don't see other manufacturers in Apple, uh, sorry, in Android market doing or aren't already doing. So you know. No, I, I agree. As I, I, I said before, I'm, because I'm in that ecosystem still, it's a beautiful bit of hardware, and I'm yeah. sure I'd really enjoy it. And I'd, I'd probably have it in my hand and actually think, "Wow, okay, it's, it's a, it's more advanced than my Android device." Um, but it doesn't. It's, it's a lot of money to just yeah. do that swap. Well, I was going to say you could buy a new phone and an HTC Vive. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all sorts of different things. Yeah, exactly. Um, another, f um, I well, smartwatch got released. Not that anyone would have heard about it this week. It's a bit, it's a bit like dead. Uh, but Fitbit has released its uh, Ionic smartwatch. They have tried previously to do a kind of watch thing, but this is the first one they've released that's actually got sort of app ability. Uh, it's supposed to be more of this smartwatch rather than just a fitness tracker. Um, I've not really paid that much attention to it, and I have to say I got about halfway down the notes and just gave up reading them. It, I guess that's the whole problem with this at the moment. Is they. I think Fitbit should stick with what they're good at, which is these Fit devices. Uh, I guess they're concerned that they're missing out if someone wants a watch and people don't want to wear two things, and that's the big thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's also, I think, in the tech press as well, there was almost a bit of kind of dead man walking feel about it. Remember that? that remember we had those daft podcasts where we would say, Nokia's dead, even though they were selling millions of phones. Yes, they but were you still, kinda, but you could see it almost. Yeah. And this it feels a bit like that for Fitbit. But, it, um, but but not in the Fitband market. No. They're still going strong, and it's become part of everyday vocabulary. 
But I think I, I remember reading an article. It must have been five, six months. I think it was a talk about Garmin, and what what where Garmin were seeing a lot of success wasn't their hundred pound kind of cheap ones. It was the four hundred pound did a lot more, and I think that's where Fitbit have been missing out. They've not got a kind of higher end product, mm-hmm. and even when I look at this. It doesn't look particularly So I, I've great. clicked on the link that's in the show notes and you can do that too to the uh, the Verge article. Um, and the picture of it, it just, you know, it doesn't look terrible, right? No, but, but it doesn't look It does look, look a little bit like the old Casio Casino yeah. uh, calculator watch, which everyone loved when they were about 12. Yeah. I, I, even when you look at the kind of back of the product and the side views, it's like nothing about this screams, you know, good design in any but way. That's, just, but that's hard because, again, you know, I don't think the the watch looks fabulous, but no, no. But I just you can't just accept that it's an even Apple software product, wise. Okay. I look at some of the screen sorts of software, and I've not been overly impressed. Um, it's, so it's three hundred dollars. So I guess what they will have going for it is it's cheaper than an Apple one, um, cause and cheapest... it doesn't look horrendously thick, as in it'll no. fit under your uh, shirt, and so it's, it'll sit there. Uh, I'm sure it'll have uh, reasonable tracking. They've designed the back of the device to actually sit and make good connection with your wrist. And um, and, and it's going to have an app store. And I think a lot of that ties back to the obviously they acquired lots of Pebble when it went defunct. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure some of the either the team or the software, you know, its roots are going to be from that kind of platform. So, And I don't think we should underestimate the fact that it is a... A household name now for fitness tracking and when someone's looking at maybe for just looking at fitband they would say oh they're doing a watch and and actually i'm not that bothered about watches and i don't want to have two devices on my wrist so hey i'll, I'll go and buy this one instead and there was i guess one, one of the important things is there's four um competitors they're not competitors companies that they're partnering with and um, so strava starbucks pandora and accuweather are, are all um, apps slash services that are going to be pre-installed and I guess the Pandora one's important because there is two and a half gig of storage on it so you can mm-hmm. kind of get put 300 songs on there or if you're a plus member you can get Pandora playlists and and that's just uh, it'll basically be interesting to see what traction it gets because it all feels like it feels like it is a minor player and it's also tying up with maybe more minor names and services you know it's how just, many operating systems that aren't Android and aren't iOS have we seen succeed and how many have we seen try? We've seen lots try, and so few, even big ep- efforts have failed. Even yeah. good efforts like um, WebOS, whatever it was called. Yeah. You know, they've I, failed. I, and, and I mean, they, they did a, an acquire of um, Coin, which was that credit card, all in one credit card maker. And they've now, they've now re all branded all that to say they've got Fitbit Pay, which supports, you know, Amex, MasterCard, and Visa. So they're, they're, they're ticking the boxes. I just it, it, uh, a bit like when know. we saw old Microsoft phones and we thought, why would anyone buy one of those over these things? Yeah. But people did, and people do. So, yeah, you know, if you go to a shop and they're looking for a Fitbit, they'll get shown the range, and maybe this is the one that they pick. And I still, I do have a there's a bit of a soft spot for them just because that's you know we yeah, yeah, we, we crave for it. I still can. And they did an amazing job at customer service, even in the old you know the yeah. original days. They as a small company, they were still nailed on with their customers. So even with the Apple Watch, I still stuck the Fitbit in my pocket. Just one of those things, just have it. <laughs> it's just always there. Yeah, I've still got, I've, and I wear my Fitbit now, you know, every day, just yep. as my watch, basically. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm still a, a user. I, I don't think I'm enough of a user to spend another three hundred dollars on a smartwatch, no. which I don't really, I'm not really that bothered about. No. Um, so there you go. Uh, Equifax has had a massive leak of information. This was earlier in the year, about 143 million US customers. Uh, Equifax being the credit, and, you know, the credit rating agency, so they hold an awful lot of sensitive data uh, by, de- you know, by default. They are also saying UK and Canadian customers were also affected, or well, some were, but they have been a an absolute wall of silence on um, telling people, especially in the UK, what's going on. Uh, their site, their US site, um, they basically they customers were able to go to the US site and type in their social security number to go and see whether they were affected. Um, but as part of that, and it was a, a you know as it transpired, it was um, not deliberate. But you had to sign up a terms and conditions, which basically said I waive all rights to a class action lawsuit against you by doing using this service. Uh, they have since retracted that and said that wasn't meant to be there, but <laughs> it was there when there were people signing up to this thing. Um, and in the UK, we haven't heard anything. They haven't given out information. And even when the government has been asking them for further information, they they have not been forthcoming with that we don't know where we stand we don't know what data although they're saying they don't think 
any UK data was affected or they don't think it's a widespread effect of the UK, uh, we don't know anything for sure. No, um, so first of all, the leak shocking. They know that much data, especially the kind of information that they had um, has been leaked. Uh, Secondly, just to re-describe it, I think the the, the way they've approached this has been all wrong. Thirdly, the fact that they sat in it for a few weeks and also three major shareholders sold shares before it was announced is very, very, you know, that... There's, that sounds like there's going to be some... There needs to be, you know... Investigation yeah, that's, that is That's a shocker. Um, and as you say, I think they particularly bad that the focus has been the US, but, but there was rumours about, you know, 40 million UK customers and British gas customers and a, few, a whole, load of, whole load of noise around what it might be. And there's just nothing to, for them to not, not to even say anything. I just think scandalous. So, I mean, they they literally hold all access to all information by their very definition of what they do. And, they hold all of your credit information. And, and, and I know it's a bit extreme, but the health and safety laws in the UK, you know, the, the, I guess companies got real when there was actually, you know, CEO, you can go to jail if you don't yep. look after your employees. And this is where I feel this has got to go. You don't look after going people's to go data. Way, yeah. You're mm. you're going to jail, you know. You know, and you know you need to treat this seriously. Yeah. So it like with everything, you know, there's plenty. You know, there's whole philosophies on life where you shouldn't have regulation and things should let themselves settle down. But it, sometimes companies are not ever trusted to do the right things on their own. No. You have to regulate. And, and the fines aren't enough. Good. The fines don't. But, unless they do go far enough, but they never are. They're, the they're only, the torn only, the water stuff. Well, the big downside to this will be how does this affect small companies and their kind of, uh, you know, their ability to innovate? Because there's, we wouldn't see half the, the sales that we see online and, you know, the little mini shops that pop up. They wouldn't be able to cater for any of these services because they could never deliver the security that, that, that an all big organization. So I think it would have to be proportional to the kind of size of company we're talking about. And, and but but it is it should be made more serious, especially for these big companies which hold incredibly sensitive data. And also, and I know this this is getting this is probably me and my tiredness kicking in. But are we that far away from the government actually allowing you to reset your data to something different? Because there's so many people's data, proper data, is out there now that that you're. It's almost like fighting a losing battle. You know, so let me go and do it. You know, on the official records against me, reset my date of birth to something different, reset something else, reset my mother's maiden name, just so that I can I can almost start again and actually look after it this time. Because mm. so many services have let me down. We need we need someone entrepreneurial and very clever to come up with an actual better way of identifying yourself, whether it's biometrics, whether it's something else that you know, some other way of identifying rather than just pieces of data which have become so prevalent. You know, a proof of myself that isn't just about typing in bits of data. Yeah, it's gone. Me, me, our information's out there. You know, we've been in too many services that we've put in. You know, truthfully, we've put in data, and the companies either either willfully or unwillfully or just bad luck, the, the data's gone. And uh, you know, you still wouldn't want that data going. But if that data couldn't then be used against you for things like applications for, so you almost, we almost want a life two-factor authenticator, right? <laughs> yeah. Where you need to have this two-factor authentication to prove it's who you are. Uh, and then, then things wouldn't feel so bad because even when, okay, it's horrendous that your data's gone, but if they can't use that data, then it becomes less uh, exciting for them to have. But I, I, and I think we're going to end up with that. And I'll be interested to see where the face technology goes. You know, you're going to, yeah. you're going to get to the point where, because like most more, more laptops and desktops all have webcams as well, you're going to get to the point where even for just doing a bank transaction, even for just checking and logging in, it's going to say, I, I need to see... It's not just, you know, a pin's not enough and a, mm. a, a second word's not enough and text and a number's not enough. It needs to be you. I need to check it's you. And there's no reason why that technology can't be just as easy, in fact, more easy than typing in all your details. But yeah, it's, absolutely. All happen with time. And that's time. the problem. I, I read a classic example last week where somebody was, oh, I have too many passwords. Surely I'm not the only one. It just is the same password everywhere. You know, I have more than 10 accounts need passwords for it. I was looking at them going, oh, I've got dear. hundreds and, and you are just, you're going to get hacked. yes 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 amazon echo devices we got multi-room audio at last i say at last it was always going to happen so you there's now a good reason to have more than one amazon around echo around your house um but what an amazing update yeah good for free yeah exactly and it kind of turns amazon echo into a sonos device yeah and they're going to allow people to hook into it so there's going to be other services allowed to hook into that so it's immediately means you're i mean there and and the 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 full-size echo 
rather than the dot is actually a reasonable speaker it's not it's not the best speaker in the world but it's reasonable um, and so having that in multiple rooms allows you to shred your radio around and it's a really cheap way of doing it uh, yeah so sonos uh, must be annoyed <laughs> well so so sonos uh, sonos is another one that feels dead man walking it and, and it's probably not but sonos at the start or just before the start of the year said seeing the first quarter or second quarter we're going to we've teamed up with amazon and we're going to bring you know voice control and it's never happened they've got an event in october and i don't know if it was just coincidence that you know they announced this october event and then i think the next day amazon brought out the multi-room audio mm. it did make me think has there been a bit of a collaboration going on have they either had well, a collaboration or have they fallen out? One of the two. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know because the rumor is still that seemingly the October event is going to be a, an echo-powered Sonos. Um, so I do wonder is there a is there a you know come on our platform and also well you give us your multi-room code. I, I don't know. I mean, Amazon just would they just buy Sonos just to get a, a top-class you know speaker manufacturer? Because now there's been the, now you said it's good enough. So I, mm. I use it for podcasts, use it for a bit of music. Don't play it too loud, and it and it is good enough. Um, but you know, does, does Amazon sit? Because people have said, "Oh, Amazon, you need to make a better speaker." The you know, HomePods come, you need to make a better speaker. Do they? It's a different market. Maybe they just they just go and buy Sonos and say, "There, there we go, got a better speaker." They're better speakers, yeah. Maybe right, yeah. Um, they also announced that the they were going to team up with Microsoft and Cortana, so. Both services were going to sort of interchange with each other, so you can ask Cortana stuff on the Amazon, the Alexa, and you can ask, yeah, and vice versa. Uh, and it's not seamless yet because you have to sort of, <laughs> you have to ask Amazon to open the Microsoft service, or you have to ask the Microsoft service. Open. So it's not seamless, and and that's the biggest problem with Amazon Alexa at the moment. You still need to know the key phrases and stuff. It's yes. not as organic as it would be. Re- you know, it's not like talking to the computer on the Starship Enterprise, and that is exactly where we need to get to, where it understands your requests and can sort it out. Um, <laughs> however, I do believe that is coming. I think Google Home is actually a little bit more robust at... Um, sort of understanding but only within its services and who knows when they expand that maybe they're going to come into this sort of um sharing information type thing but no, it, it is now so it means that on uh, cortana you can order via amazon and on amazon you can you know do whatever you do on cortana i'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> well all, all i know that cortana does is it tries to screen record for you and it doesn't work very well so i'm sure it does yeah. lots of things but uh, yeah, but the yeah. uh, it, 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 that's a good thing. I, I I think you made a really good point. Using any of the third party services is just not sticky enough for me. Not yet. Using I forget using all the time what yeah. I'm supposed to do, and it, and then when I occasionally I go back to the app and I have you know you can, what can I do? And every time I go back, there's always something new you can do. Yeah. But there's always something new you have to remember a command for, or you have to and do also it in a set I, way. I signed up for the kind of um, Alexa emails every week. And I do get the feeling that they're having to do that to tell you, do you realize you can do this? And here's yes. how you do it because and it's actually, not obvious. For me now, I don't even bother reading them so often. Like, <laughs> uh, but when the TV adverts come on and they tell you you can do something new, I'm like, oh, because it used to be that I had to, I just, that was really camp. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, oh. <laughs> so you used to have to ask uh, Philips Hue to change the color of a particular room. Yeah. But now you can just generically ask for a room to be a particular colour and off off you go. But it used to be a whole string of words yeah. that you had to put in the right and, order. And that has been made easier. Yes, and it's, and the advert I didn't realise that until the advert came on, and now suddenly it's oh, that's exactly how it should have been to start with. And I, but I understand the development of that and and why it takes that little time to to get there. Um, BBC is bringing interactive uh, radio to Amazon Echo and Google Home. This is a concept, like it's like a choose-your-own-adventure thing, but where you interact yeah. and talk uh, and actually become part of the uh, sort of narrative. So they've written this thing to be a kind of Douglas Adams-esque uh, comedy sci-fi type scenario uh, and say they're developing it so you feel part of it rather than having that kind of read a passage of the story then have do you want to go left, right, or straight ahead? That kind of thing. They're, they're actually going to bring you in so you actually talk to it, which it sounds like a really intriguing concept. Whether it actually works or not, I have no idea. I, I, I agreed, but I do want to try it. Yeah. Fair no, play, BBC. Um, Google has also shown off this week uh, AR Core. Um, this is basically Google's answer to Apple's AR Kit. So this is... It's kind of going, they, they were going with, I think it was Mesh or something they were using before, but they're going to, this is kind of using a different technology. Um, so 
there we go. AR Core is going to be Google's answer, and we will see a lot of development around that just because it's the the latest have you know everyone's realized that vr is not very sticky it's initially very impressive but not very sticky in the long run um so they're trying to see whether ar is the sticky thing yeah i, I mean the, the google had that that tango hardware which was all about you know augmented jelly and and all that kind of good stuff and everybody thought oh, apple's miles behind and the ar kit came out and it was like oh wow mm. that's that's really capable and and google's had the technology it's just not really packaged it up in as and as good, I guess, as good as we as Apple have. Because they don't do the same announcements every once every no, few months. You know? <laughs> no. So, so again, AR Core, and it, it does look similar to what AR Kit can deliver. And I'm sure what that means is we're going to see some great, um, we're going to see some great steps forward now on both platforms. You know, it's not just because it, it felt like Apple was miles behind. Now all of a sudden, ooh, AR seems to have jumped up. So yes, there's no AR glasses from Apple. I'm sure we'll see something next year or year after. Um, but this... I can't. I don't see this technology succeeding until we have something like a, an AR glasses um, type yeah. solution. Yeah, and I guess I just can't that's... see people constantly holding their phone everywhere. It doesn't make sense. No. Whereas having the, the Google Glass scenario now makes a lot more sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it, and it's it's maybe like what we touched on with the watch earlier on, that that three years ago it was a companion to your to your phone, and you've now finally got one. It's actually you can just buy one. You're not tied to you know, an iPhone, you can just mm-hmm. crack on, buy one, enjoy it. And I think, I think you're right. I think the glasses are going to be the kind of, I think the phone is a stepping stone. But there's a whole load of, I mean, I guess that's just getting people used to the idea, but there's a whole societal morality and oh, absolutely. Know, privacy issues around the glasses, which Google came up against and never resolved, uh, especially in countries which are very sensitive, like Germany, places like that. I don't think they'll ever be welcome. So. Um, but you know passage of time and showing how the technology can be used you know again we'll all be terminator having a readout of who are we looking at and who are they and what's their name and where do they come from (laughs) we'll see and whether you need to eliminate them because in the future they're going to go and create a technology which brings down the terminators wow this this got dark got that very quickly right um i think we've rabbited on long enough so uh i think we'll call a end to things there um if you want to find out more about what we are, who we are, what we do, etc., Google. No, what am I saying? Why did I say Google? This is coffee. This is coffee speaking now. This is not. I'm, there's not very much of me left. Digitaloutbox.com is our website. <laughs> Email info at digitaloutbox.com. Uh, Twitter is digitaloutbox. Google has nothing to do with it. Um, I'm on Twitter as Cheesy UK and my blog, uh, academyracer.co.uk is my racing blog. Ian, I'm really struggling. Let's go. Twitter is super blog is ind.net. How I this this evening's gonna be very interesting. <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna survive it. It already has been. Ta-ra! Goodbye. That that was just like a, a crash. Mike, that's, that's, that was, everything was everything's going really well, and it control just like luck. Control not delete. <laughs> <laughs> it was the third cup. That's what did it. <laughs> Tipped me over the edge. Oh, that's good. I should stick to heroin. <laughs> <laughs>